Hi, all. I know we say this every week, but Danielle and I are truly off this week. And we want to throw it back to one of our favorite episodes from the archives. As you know, this podcast has been on the on the airwaves for seven years. That's a really long time. And we've had some amazing episodes in our past. Uh, before I announce this incredibly special guest that we are throwing it back to, I want to let everybody know Danielle and I are doing a live in-person show in Los Angeles at Largo. It's an amazing theater. We are doing this on August 25th at 8 p.m. Grab tickets. Uh, links are on our Instagrams or go to Largo.com. And it's going to be very fun. We've got special guest Matt McConkey, now Matt Grossi. And we've got Paul Wilson joining us. It's going to be wild. Nothing like doing comedy with your dad. Many of you are asking if we are ever doing more uh, live from home shows. And we are planning on our, of course, Halloween extravaganza, our fourth annual. And we'll, of course, be doing a holiday show for Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. So those two are coming down the pike. Not to worry, guys. And now rest your ears comfortably on one of my favorite episodes. Uh, we had the pleasure, the absolute pleasure of interviewing Bravo superfan, Bravo-holic, uh, the esteemed writer and commentator and all-around gorgeous, lovely, wonderful, brilliant human, Roxanne Gay. Enjoy. Danielle. Casey. Wow. What a week. It has been a week. I mean, what a week. I, we've hit the highest highs. We did. We we did New York on Broadway. Off Broadway, really. Broadway adjacent. Broadway we were adjacent. on 42nd Street. Which Laura Benanti said, you know, I've performed across from this theater and never knew of this theater. And it's a very large theater, but I think people on Broadway just refuse to look at it. Yeah. As you said, it was known as a lesser known Venue for lesser known performers. <laughs> that is what it said on the Wikipedia page. So it happy. was so fun. Thank you to everyone that came to both our shows. Yes, and then we did The watch Unimaginable. What, <laughs> the Unimaginable. We did watch What Happens Live this week and it was everything. April was the bartender. And on Easter week it felt appropriate. You mm. know, like the Lord yeah. has risen. Yes. We have we have come home to Andy we, Cohen. We touched down, down on Lord, ground zero. Andy Cohen. Amen. <laughs> our Lord, Lord and Savior. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yet Danielle. That was not the highest. No, it sure is. We kept climbing. We have. I can't believe we're higher. (laughs) There were some lows also when I was crying on the airplane, but we'll move on. What? When did you (laughs) just? I always do. But we are sitting in front of a guest. We have a guest tonight. Oh, sweet Jesus, do we have a guest? Mm -hmm. Now, in the past, we have admittedly played in our sandbox of garbage, both in content and in guests. All all due to our dear friends who have come on, but they are garbage. (laughs) And tonight, for the first time in. History. Instead of going low, we will be going high. <laughs> Please welcome the author of Bad Feminist, Difficult Women, among others, and most recently, the painful yet deeply healing memoir, Hunger. She's a professor, editor, PhD, and contributing writer for the New York Times. Perhaps you've heard of the old gray lady. I have not. Her writing covers <laughs> themes of feminism, body image, pop culture, power structures, race, sexual violence, and gender relations, but perhaps all else. She is a huge Housewives fan. Please welcome yes. Roxanne Gay. Oh my gosh. Thanks. Oh, wow. It's so great to be here. <laughs> well, we came to you. That's yeah. true. So great to That's be true. at your apartment. Yes, you do. I, I, I'm home for four blessed days. And so I just could not bear the thought of leaving my house today. No, I can't believe you've let us bombard you here. I have. <laughs> I mean, and we do not know you. We do now. No, we, we're, I feel like we're going to be very good friends. We are. I feel a kinship. 
I we are do. fans of your work. We well, have and you. have been for so many years. Yes, I'm a fan of Real Housewives and people who talk about Real Housewives. So, <laughs> so you're a fan of our work. I am a fan of your work. Okay. You will this be. This is by like then. a great moment. I can't wait to share this on Twitter and just brag, <laughs> guys. Guess what I did, <laughs> Roxanne? <sighs> would you say this is in your top two moments of accomplishments? I would say top one. Oh, no, wow. let's not even get into two. Let's not waste our time with any no, of that. Let's no, let's go right to the top. Let's absolutely. Just, oh my God, let's look at that woman right there in the heels and the designer baby carriage. Ooh. We have a window to the world here. We're in. She just had a baby, but you wouldn't know it no, unless she was pushing that. She's, Sorry, it's just, you know, life Roxanne, is a tableau. I've recently had a baby and I keep, I think, I think I've lied to people about how young my baby is How, how young is your baby? Well, he's seven months. Oh, that's young. Yeah, that's that is young. Because oh, I just I feel like, gonna say like so tired and crazed. Sometimes I'm like, he's two months based on what people are presented <laughs> well, my, with when they see me. My yeah. baby is four and a half years. And I'm like, oh, I got a baby at home. People yeah. are like, that's a full-fledged child. Like, that's almost an adult. <laughs> he's walking and talking, yeah. isn't he? Or oh, yeah. She. They're in school <laughs> most of the day. Goddamn. They never see you with your child. No, no, no. I'm now, Roxanne, yes. your work has Speaking made... Speaking of children, though, Dorit uh-huh. doesn't raise her children. No, no, We could no, get no. into that oh, later. Roxanne, how dare you? We need to and I don't that. judge that at all. It's oh, just please. so funny because she yes. uh, she's always like, I'm just so busy. I don't know how I'm going to fit all this in. I'm going to Berlin. When she said, I'm so busy, I and that the look on that guy's face that's like producing the line and doing all the yeah, work. All the he work. was like, he looked staggered. Like he was He really shocked. did. Like, is this bitch saying what the fuck I think she's saying? <laughs> and as there's women like in the sweatshop next door to them, like mm-hmm. sewing tiny bathing suit bottoms like you're busy bitch like <laughs> my really fucking fingers are sore. really i feel like someone gave her those sketches and she's just like outlining them with a pencil every time they put the camera absolutely. on it absolutely like why is she pretending she's designing it and when she was like yeah we need to cut it a little lower and the three people on the couch were like <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to make those kinds of decisions no. all she did was basically like demean the woman in the bathing suit in front of her and then yes. walk out and then it was like I can't do anymore she basically insulted the woman's ass like right there and then the side boob yeah. like her body is flawless what are we talking I'm sorry I yeah so then what kind of bathing suit are you but she's still on my mind well Dorit is always where all of our minds are all How I was just gonna be? say Roxanne is is despite all I will say you know your work is so inspiring it's pierced my soul uh-huh. but perhaps never more than when you tweeted, why don't Big and Carrie have a king size bed in Sex in the City mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. Sometimes movies make me so mad. <laughs> yep, that's an important question. Right? Huge. I, unlike many people, I actually love Sex in the City. Oh, I love. Are you so kidding? Do we. So do we. I recognize it for what it is. Yeah. I mean, I can critique it and write a fancy essay, but I enjoy it. It's just so satisfying, and. Um, I even like the movies, even though the second movie has a lot of problems. Oh, it has many flaws. But second the biggest one was problem tough. is the bed. Like, they're sitting there and Carrie... The big, I'm putting in quotes, Yes, Carrie's like, oh, I hate that there's a TV in our bedroom, which, first of all, girl, what? <laughs> save your life. That's like, all save my husband life. and I do is watch TV in bed. I, I, I'm sorry, if there's no bed in the bedroom, <laughs> I don't know where we're sleeping, but it's not in there. And so it's just very perplexing that this is a thing. And... The bed is so small, and they're just acting like it's normal and fine. And Big is a large man, not fat, just he's tall. He's he very tall. Space. He's named Big. I mean, <laughs> we have to, ex- have to assume that that extends to all parts of Big. Of course. And I think he needs, <laughs> we, oh, we can help. He needs a king size bed. Yes. And here they are in this Her closet apartment. was bigger than that Yes. Bed. And they're just in this little bed. It's just upsetting. It's just upsetting. It, it is upsetting. People on Twitter kept saying, Oh, it's um, it's a New York apartment. No, they're no, rich. I'm no. sorry, but they're not in your little studio apartment with five rooms. Their apartment's bigger than my home yeah. in Beverly Hills. I mean, well, I don't live in Beverly Hills. I know. I said that. Are you Beverly Hills adjacent? 
Los Feliz. Yes. Okay. I'm yes. in the heart of Beverly Hills. I'm also Got Beverly Hills adjacent. Studio City. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's very adjacent. Very adjacent. That's adjacent, very. adjacent. The valley I, is. What do you make, Roxanne? I'm just curious about have you been following, as I have been breathlessly, this kind of altercation that's happened online between Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, it's, it's divine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough of it because Sarah more. Jessica Parker keeps trying to like take the high road and yeah. be like the saint. And Kim Cattrall is like, bitch, no, we're no. not friends. We were never friends. Don't you put my brother's name in your mouth. Oh, I just can't wait. And, and that's th- actually why there's not going to be a third movie. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? I know the rest of them would do it. Do you think this is why Cynthia Nixon is running for governor of New York? Absolutely. <laughs> to defend her friend? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, why else would she be running for exactly. governor? Miranda's got to run. And I hope she wins. As you said, Miranda, of course, Miranda would run. boring of characters. <laughs> yes. I mean, who else would run? Kim Cattrall can't run. She's no. had too much sex. And yeah. Carrie can't run because she's Carrie and the other one. And we'll see Steve as the Steve, her husband. Yeah. Steve. <laughs> Meet me on the bridge, Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really don't mean to be base, but something about him and, and this is not his exterior. It turns my stomach. And they had a lot of sex scenes between the two of them. They did. On that show. HBO was committed to that. They committed to they the were two just of them. Like, we're going to show an alternative lifestyle. <laughs> And alternative angles. Yeah. 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 Someone yeah, yeah, that yeah. finds this couple attractive. Yes. Yeah. And, and, was, and you mm-hmm. will watch it. Yeah. Yes. They were daring us too, to to watch. Mean, like, I actually like Steve as a character until he speaks. Yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. It is. The, it's the voice. His, his yeah. aesthetic, it's like not my type per se, mm-hmm. but. No, thank you. But I am into big. Oh, of course. The aloofness, the emotional unavailability, Ooh, yeah. the the wealth. Uh, Oof. I mean, panties dodge. Yeah. On the floor. The wealth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. I mean, let's big. be yes. honest. Yeah. He comes and he picks her up and he just reaches over and opens the car door. Yeah. Oof. Come on in, lady. Get out of my bed when we're done. Remember when she was with Barishnikov? That was a <laughs> yes, strange when that was she went to Paris. Like she was gonna really go to Paris mm-hmm. and leave her friends. Come yeah. on. But I it was I enjoyed the last season. Me it was too. so good. It was I like know. all wish fulfillment and wrapping up their storylines, and they were kind of growing up. And I liked that Samantha ended up with the hottie. And it was just all I was into it. It felt good. And I liked Kristen Davis's uh husband. Yes. At the end. Yes. He and I are Twitter friends. <gasps> are you? We are. Really? Yes. He tweets at me like three oh or four God. times a week. It's hilarious. I love him. Yes, Evan Handler. He's, He's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I was very attracted. My claim to fame is like, oh yes, Evan Handler is my Twitter friend. I was attracted it's, to I take him it on serious. that. I'm attracted to him as well. Because he's such a mensch. Yes. I love a I Jewish just man. To rub his head. Mm, what's not to love? Well, my first boyfriend was Jewish. Thank you, mm. And that it imprinted on me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> imprinted on It, it did. We I do, enjoyed We Jews do that. Man. We Jews do that. We imprint. Yes, you do. <laughs> For better or worse. Yeah. My two types of men are Jewish men and uh, libertarians. Separately. A libertarian. Yes. Really? Why? I went to high school in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'll free do or it. die. So you've got a streak there. I do. Yeah. Oh, I've dated so many libertarians. It's bad. It's bad. I, I'm now, out does of wealth that. come into I'm that picture? That. No. Didn't Be- think the twain would meet. No, the two don't meet. I mean, generally, they make good money. Just like sufficient, which is sufficient. That's mm-hmm. fine, because yeah. I also have a job. Right. But... There's something about their whole, like, let's just do it on our own independence, but we're going to drive on municipal roads and drink <laughs> Thank water you. I have always had that faucet. question. Like, it's just the disconnect, like, as they're like, let me go get a glass of water. How do you think that water I got mean, there, bitch? It doesn't just show up. Yeah. And so 
that they can believe their nonsense and not want to pay taxes, but benefit from yeah. all of the bounty that comes from taxes. It's very erotic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now speaking Ooh. of non-wish fulfillment, mm-hmm. I'm curious, are you watching and do you watch Vanderpump Rules? Oh, of course. Oh my God. I have to show you a picture. Ooh, since we're bringing this be... up. Yesterday I was on Third Avenue um, getting lunch. At Jones on Third, I was picking. Oh, it up. I like the way you said Third Avenue, like you were in New York. I was like, uh huh. Oh, no, no, uh-huh. this Third Avenue, and I saw it, <gasps> oh, and it's Vanderpump real. Dogs. And it was crowded. I didn't know it was real. Crowded. Crowded, full of dogs. No, full of humans. Full of people. I suppose there were Are dogs, but I'm not a dog dogs? person, so I didn't go in. I don't know what they were doing, but I made the driver stop. I just yelled, "Stop!" And so he <laughs> slammed on the brakes and pulled over. <laughs> And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, it's Vanderpump Dogs. Like, it's a Vanderpumpergency. It is. I love Vanderpump Rules. If I had to have a number one show, it, that's my number really? one show. Really? And yes. now are you a fan since the beginning? Oh, yeah. Oh. What, See, what we, do you love? Who do you love on it? Just take us through it all. Well, what I love is that they're all deeply unlikable and mm-hmm. irredeemable people. Mm-hmm. That's just fascinating and that the show sustains itself about being about nothing it's the seinfeld of reality television wow deep i know you You i i didn't i brought my a game today oh you you sure did did. because we at first did not like vanderpump because Mm -hmm. we tried to relate to them for some people we tried to relate to them and 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 then a friend of ours kara brown who has been on the oh she's a great writer oh great writer and she had an insight she's great and she said to us she opened her eyes and she said you're not supposed to like that no you're not and that that changed everything it all Uh, and now i love it and i thought you know sometimes in reality you're looking for a little wish fulfillment not Mm -hmm. the shitty apartment i had 10 years ago. Right. And that's the thing, that they haven't moved out of those shitty apartments. No. So what are they doing with the money they make? Okay. I know that they're not making great Drinking money, but they're making we more We have tried to get to the are. bottom of their salaries through every inroad we have. I have Googled have. it extensively. <laughs> Someone told me, and I don't, I don't know if this is going to break hearts or what, that apparently they live elsewhere and they move into these shitty places to film, which I don't love that. I believe that. They also don't really work at Sir anymore. Except for Max. Her, uh, Lisa we Vanderpump. went there and Max was <laughs> bussing. He was bussing. bussing. He wasn't even waiting. And, and if there were no cameras on, he was just bussing. Wow. It's dark. Because Lisa pay, favors Pandy. Yeah. Yes, she does. For sure. I mean, yes, she, does. she gets the No, whole... she did help him get an apartment. A that house. one time. That one time. And that feels Condo. Like and she's super rich. That feels like the least she could do for him. I mean, it's the very the least. very least. Like, Pandy gets the Vanderpump Sangria line. Yeah. And Max gets to bust And Pandy was over. also bartends at some of her charity events. Yes, we know. Remember that episode when they were like, Max, come in, because Jax is one of Yes. <laughs> and poor Max, like, was there as a guest and then had to, like, put on an apron. It was tough. Yes. LVD actually teach treats um, Jax better than she treats Max. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that is Jax and Max. Jax and Max. <laughs> there's something going on there. There's a lot going on there. I think she loves him, but there's a disconnect emotionally. And oh, I'm I think she sure prefers animals to people for oh, sure. Oh my god! First of all, pink dog, and now Pikachu. <laughs> Pikachu on life support. Pikachu, I choose you. Pikachu is dead. Pikachu died. Okay, guys, I forgot. <laughs> How could for- you forget, Casey? All right. How geez. could you? Lisa cried at least for seventeen <laughs> minutes of the episode about the dog, and then poor Dorit—not poor Dorit, but Dorit—kept talking about it. And Lisa I know. was like, "Please stop talking about it." And Dorit was just going on she and on. Dorit has never met in a sentence she doesn't love. It's true. <laughs> like, I love. I have a lot to say. Two episodes ago with uh, Lois when they were out to lunch, and Dorit didn't shut the fuck up. 
And poor Lois was just trying to be like Midwest nice and just yes. like, mm, what's She's happening? like trying to accept that duster Lisa yeah. gave her with a mm-hmm. smile. Mm-hmm. Sad little duster that. And they always go to these weird sort of off-brand restaurants yeah. and never eat. Mm-mm. But they drink a lot of water. And so I hope that production just collectively tips the wait staff. Mm. Because to have to wait on those women, oh, I wouldn't. Mm-mm. I just quit. If I if they came into a restaurant where I was working, I would just take off my little apron and say good night. <laughs> it was a good job. It's been a good run. Yeah, thank and you for I'll your... do what I can from here. Danielle and I's goal, and if anyone can facilitate this, has been to get an episode of Vanderpump Rules or Housewives. You know the table in the background where the people are just eating behind them and kind of like it's like watching at the Quiet Woman or wherever they are. That's a good goal, right? That's a very good goal. I read an article on Jezebel the other day about someone who went to two nights of James little night. Oh, see you next Tuesday? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware. I yeah. have met my people. Oh my God, this is so great. I don't have to explain anything. No, Starts I spend most of my time with someone who does not believe in reality television and so it's just no. so hard not to have believe? to explain. Not- I'm and sorry if you're lost. when I try to explain what I watch, I sound like an insane person and she's just like, hmm. No, Roxanne, mm-hmm. you've come home. Yes. Okay, good. You, you good. There's no defending so anything here. I really want to be in a... My, and my friend Lisa also is into this and Carolina. Like, the three of us are very obsessed. And I've actually had a Vanderpump Rules viewing party here. What? I heard I wasn't I a Vanderpump Rules viewing party here. Well, I mean... In this space? No, upstairs in my apartment. Wow. So that we could really just drink. As and, you should. And appropriately comment. And be with Ariana. Yes. yes. Be with the gang. Oh, my God. Ariana and Tom aren't having sex. And I don't know why because they're both attractive. Well, she's... To each other. Yeah. And to others. Well, her vaginal issues. Oh, I forgot. She has vaginal issues. Mm And he is manscaping. But her vaginal issues... Too much time manscaping. Yeah. Seem to have cropped up later in the relationship. Absolutely. And that's why I wonder... Not that they can't lie dormant. Are they phantom vaginal issues that are symptomatic of something else? (laughs) Phantom vaginal issues. They I don't seem, know. It's just I'm. I'm just. I. They seem very real to her, and I want to just know when we're going to hear m- more stand up from her. Yes, and also the horseback riding thing. There's a. It's just that's why the show is a text, and it has <laughs> so many layers. It so is. Many. There's just so much. It's these sort of adult children, and then Jax, who's a, an adult grandparent. Oh, he is, I, and. <laughs> He, it's, he's shameless. Oh, yeah. He's shameless. Bloated Everyone else head. is like 10 years younger. And he also has cocaine nose and yeah. alcohol cheeks. Yes, And yes, he yes. keeps and going on lips. the show and thinking that his act is cute. And I don't think he realizes that it's no longer people laughing with him. No, like no, five no. seasons yeah. ago, it's like laughing at him. Well, at first I thought Jax was very attractive. Mm. And I was like, he's a star. What he is a reality star. And then something happened where I was like, oh, no, it's sad. Like, at one point it turned. Mm -hmm. And now it's just sad to watch him fumble. Like, he's not even getting a tom-tom. You know what I mean? Like, there is no Jax Jax (laughs) to be seen. There isn't, because everyone knows, like, "Mm -mm." No, (laughs) No. trust him. And why is Britney with him? Like, what issues does she have? This is the eternal question. Because she's an attractive young woman. Though I've heard... No, I can't share that rumor. Go ahead. You're safe here. And I don't know if you know our philosophy. There's zero tagging. So we have been doing this podcast for two years. Two years. We have 100... 
of thousands of listeners, truly. Mm-hmm. Not one person has tagged a housewife because we want to talk about them behind their backs, as God like, intended. Like, exactly. I was just tweeting about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, people tag me in their insults. Don't. I don't need to know. Well, we be normal. I, Gossip exactly. without revealing. We wrote down that quote we for you, that and quote that's quote our philosophy. It's, amen. Say whatever so, you want. I don't need to be in it. I just, I don't know. I think Britney might be bisexual or queer. Really? Yes. I feel that way. I don't know. She just gives me a volleyball vibe. Wow. And that's a compliment. No, I take that as a And I just think Jax is just like a good placeholder. Like, I haven't met the right woman. And so this fucking lug will do. I don't know. And I, Jax I is think about very derogatory towards her. So he treats mean. her so poorly. So terribly. But even he, he's always mother. like, she's lying around. Like, so what's her issue? He literally said to her, to her face, I'm going to Tampa because there's nothing here. You being the nothing. Yes. Basically. He's like, he I don't see anything like for me. Week in and week out. And then he's like, please don't leave me. And then the, the, there was one episode where he's like, I think I might start going by Jason. That's my real name. And I was like, this isn't like Clark Kent in the glasses. We're no. still going to see you if we call you Jason. Yeah. That's not. <laughs> That's not what's going to And she's like, you. I've never heard anyone call you Jason. Yes. He's like, I'm <laughs> oh obviously Jason. You just channeled her perfectly. I feel her very deeply. I think she's a great person. I do too. But Good that's, job. She's, what? Can I ask you this? Yes. Because I like her. I think she's terrific. They treat her as if she is an angel sent from heaven. Yes. She's a nice gal. Why well, does everybody treat her as if like no one talk about Britney? Britney's an angel. Like because they've been in LA so long and they're so used to like Hollywood people. I, I think it's because they just view her as like this naive, precious little Kentucky angel, and they're like, let's just preserve her as long as we can. Wow, That's but she's a, yeah. already gone. The yeah, I know she because she continues Jax, going back on the show. She's gone, she's and also done. she's had Jack's penis, and so yes. that's an infection that one cannot. Mm-hmm. There's no cure for it. Penicillin mm. is not going to fix that. Mm-mm. I feel like, and he's doing that terrible thing where my husband pointed this out. Like they've been, he cheated on her like two weeks ago, and she's like, it just feels like she kind of wants to bring it up, and he's like, I'm done. Ugh, we talked like, about I that explained enough. It. And then he's like, like, I can't do this anymore. It was only like, once, and then there's like visual evidence that it was an ongoing horrible thing and, and then he comes back at her but you sleep all day yeah he's like how is that as the if same it's commensurate thing? and it, he, like in the aftermath of his cheating the way that dribs and drabs of it kept coming out i think that's worse like give me all of the bad news mm-hmm. of whatever you did at once i will probably forgive you but when you trickle that shit out and i have to be re-hurt every time mm-mm. hearing the voicemail then hearing that a woman oh. was in a, a coma or something yeah, near them oh, that was bad. tough it's all... see i feel like there's not enough emphasis placed on that detail <laughs> yeah it's a i mean and that's what's so great about the show like it's literally about nothing but we could literally sit here until midnight and really just pick apart the nuances of the show. Because this season has been explosive. explosive. Oh, yeah. And last season. Also, the season, I think it was the season before last, where Lisa Vanderpump wasn't going to marry Katie and Tom because she was like, no, you guys aren't ready. Your relationship is very, very bad. You need to go fix it. Can you so illuminate their relationship f- to me? I don't know what that's about. They don't seem to like each other. Does it have to do with the scar? I don't think so. Okay. I think it's mutual self-loathing. I I don't know what keeps them together. Because she's so controlling Mm -hmm. and mean to him. And he's so dispassionate in many ways. And just sort of like, I'm going to do me. And I'm going to keep drinking. And Katie's not going to tell me what to do. When I see him, I think of a tissue. Mm. Like that just 
is full of mucus. I was going to say a used <laughs> tissue. Like, yeah, like a used t- like he's I think of that plastic bag in Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think of Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> All of those things are true about but him. But he cheated on her this episode, right? He he kissed someone else and she was yeah. like this is the and best he year we've about ever it. had. Yes. Well, I think so many of the young women on this show are so desperate to be married or to be permanently attached yes. that they're willing to tolerate anything. Let's get into Sheena. Sheena Marie! Ooh, Sheena, Sheena Shea! Sheena Shea. Sheena Marie Shea. It's all Sheena happening. Sheena Marie Shea has... The thing is, there's an honesty to Sheena Marie Shea. She just wants to be famous. And then... Which is the same thing. And, <laughs> and married to someone rich. Yes. And so she left the other one. Shay Shay. <laughs> I do believe his name is Shay Shay. Is it Shay Shay? Shay Shay. I mean, you knew now exactly who feels, I meant. I know who you mean, and now that's all I'm going to call yes. him. So he has the little his first name, name and last name. Yes, Shay. he had the little pill problem, and yes. he was a very bad husband. But she should have never, never married him in the first place, but she did. And then she divorced him. And now she's with the guy who doesn't like her and who's probably cheating on her. Yes. But she's glomming anyway, Someone's, as in, like, we're going to be married in three weeks. And yes. he's like, <laughs> And he's like, and his claim to fame is that he's supermodel Amber Valletta's brother. Yeah. I didn't know that till That's I, of course, depth. was in a Again, like there are layers. Yes. There are always layers. And they're all sort of like Z-list. Yeah. But trying to get to like X-list, it's cute. And it's I've heard cute. the story about him putting up a TV in seven minutes like a bunch of times at this point. It feels like get some new material. It's actually a little heartbreaking in a level. It's truly if you wrote a sketch about it, it would be like, that's too cloying. No yeah. one would act like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Bravo run us together just a real cut of just her trying every single time in his facial expressions. Yes. because I all, And I also wonder, does she watch the show back? She must. And I can't see she how anything. he responds to her? Because there's something profoundly sad and perhaps a bit unhealthy about her and her relationship to him. She's trying to force a connection where there is none. Mm-mm. And I, she's there was, jumped them a million steps. Absolutely, ahead. there was one episode this season where she was like, "Oh yes, he. I can't. He's so unmemorable. I can't even remember his name." And she's like, "Oh yeah, we're doing so well." And Lisa was just like, "You just got divorced, girl. What's up?" And it's it's fascinating. And she's always like manifesting drama where there is none. Like Dorit. She mm. and Dorit are very similar. Yes, they are, Roxanne. They They're are. so distasteful. It's very distasteful. I would That's argue that Dorit, word. and I know I'm not a Danielle, Dorit lover, and I'm this. sorry, let me... I, I mean, I, Danielle, I, you're I'm better sorry. than this. Danielle. No. You're a mother, Roxanne, Danielle. I know you're just <laughs> meeting me. I know you're just meeting me, and I promise you I'm a better person than I may be coming off because mm-hmm. I have love for Dorit right now, and it's new. Okay, where and does so this love delicate. come from? What about, I mean, the Hermes dishes... Oh, it's just like $17,000. Look, look, she's an asshole. And I didn't I, even know Hermes made dishes. But now I. I need them because they were gorgeous. Of course. Now I want them. Of course we need <laughs> Every them. Every time I go by the point. Hermes store, I'm just like, maybe I could buy a quarter of a coffee dish. And then I saw that Hermes blanket casually draped in Kyle's house, and I was like, God damn it. got to get it. <laughs> I need that Oh, can too. you believe Kyle's finally moving? Well, she's moved. Right okay, there. sorry. Well, let's get to your Dorit love. I mean, there's okay. a lot for us to unpack, and we'll get to all of it. But okay, but here's my Dorit love. And it's two moments. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about both of them. One of them is when Erica Jane snapped to Teddy. And I was on Erica Jane's side. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of few because I think everybody was kind of on Teddy's side. I'm not a Teddy lover. I think I, exactly neither that. am I. Mm-mm. But when Teddy was sad, Dorit, who was fighting with her before that, when she saw how sad she was, when she saw that moment of Teddy being low, she took her by the shoulder and was like, you make me so mad, Teddy. 
teddy bear. And I was like, you know, she did at run a low after moment, her. she took her. <laughs> and, and you even said that there's a quote that you have that I thought best talked about this moment. Mm-hmm. I really love my friendships with other women. And I have found so much solace and joy and debauchery with other women. And so I definitely wanted to put that into the book that, for me at least, the way I see the world, that women are very good to other women most of the time. Mm-hmm. And now I know there are so many popular narratives and many people have had bad experiences with other women, like competitiveness and so on and whatever. But I also think that women, when it's necessary, can come together and will come together and support each other because I think we know things about what it's like to be a woman in the world and that common bond really is a strength. Except Did- for Dorit. <laughs> That's you the know? opposite of Dorit. When you wrote that, had you met you Dorit? Wrote that. No, I wrote that years before Dorit entered my It's in your book. You should update women. the book, you know, when a new edition comes out and just write pre-Dorit. Pre- yes. <laughs> Pre-Dorit. Absolutely. But I guess what I take from that is like, even when we are at odds, even when there is problem, when you see someone that looks in need, I do feel that women are sensitive to that and yes. see a moment and say, hey. You're hanging a lot on this one <laughs> moment. your heart. I mean, that's, it's such a reach that I don't know how your poor little arms <laughs> It's too much. Come on. In the preview for next week's episode, Dorit mm-hmm. was starting some shit about when we were blah, 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 I was really feeling hurt. Like, she just keeps manifesting shit from way back and then acting like that's normal. Dorit is the devil. Okay. There's no redemption for her. But uh, well, I, I, I admire you for trying. <laughs> you. I 100% agree with you. Now, I also like her hair and I like to look at all the different things she does. Do you like it. when she does the sort of queen of the night dark coal in her yes. eyes and then slicks her hair back and it no, looks a No, I don't like dirty? the slick back hair with her. I mm-hmm. like it more when she does either kind of like the Rita Hayworth thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she, she gives me something to look at. She's always playing with hair and wigs. I'm interested. The one thing I will say is but I don't so think those looks oh, are I coming from her she, soul. Okay. Those what? looks are not coming from her soul. No, they're not. They're coming from a shallower thing, like and a, like a, a pool I of water on a sidewalk. like this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're coming from a Pinterest board, most likely. <laughs> yeah. And what about PK? Oh. But did you turn around at all on the boat when he saw his parents? Did I? Yeah. No. No. Not a not You felt a nothing? Mm-mm. Not a bit. No. Even when he cried? No. When he cried? I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, every dog has his day. <laughs> and I mean, it was a nice little moment. I don't dislike PK. I just... Yeah, I thought the thing with Erica Jane in the first season yeah. that they were all together was very inappropriate, vile, yeah. and there's just no way she's got a really rich, ancient husband. There's no way she's gonna go get some younger man that she would then have to live with for extra years. Like she's already put in her marriage yeah, time. Yeah, she has, and she and she's Tom, running out the clock. Yeah, she and Tom get along really well. Mm-hmm. I don't think she needs. Like, it's just so ludicrous that she would be interested in PK. And so it just was so distasteful that they took it that far. And uh, wishful thinking. And so, and then he just sort of like got involved. Anytime one of the husbands gets involved in the women's squabbles, I just look down on him. Because <laughs> you're not good enough to talk to women. Agree. And so just shh. Just shh. Yeah. Just go pretend to earn money. Their house, by the way, is on the market. Yeah. Their house is the worst Being house in all the shows the ever. Agency. Yes, because they can't afford it. Really? Well, I hate that house. For some reason, that house I have to take a makes an to egg collect to, myself. To, to collect did you see what they did to the backyard with yes, the teak? Like, why? Why? And it's on that weird hill. I mean, everything here is on a hill, but no, but it's no. very Ugh. poorly designed. It's ugly. That stairwell to get up mm-hmm. that you could kill yourself on. I mean, and they that have is children. 
No. And you uh, said it. Other than Eileen's house, it's the ugliest house I've seen on the franchise. No. Eileen's house was... I, oh, yeah. Remember but that full antique house of horrors? soap opera Full money. of tchotchkes yeah. and... And weird, like a, a dumb waiter that says, like, welcome to the house. With like, mm-hmm, like a weird, mm-hmm. like it was, it looked like a grandmother's house. I like LVP's house. Yes. Well, that looks, I mean, that's a I menagerie could, of animals. Yes. And, and I could do without the little all horses. the sweeping shots of it, though. It's like, we've seen it. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. She's the richest one of all. Mm-hmm. 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 Reminds me of um, Maloof, Adrian Maloof. Oh, she, she, all the, day, she lived next door to yeah. Lisa. All and, the money and that tinsel hair. I, I just mean, couldn't believe I, that. That's one of the things I wonder about very wealthy women. And it just shows that you can't outrun your past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You can try. You can try. You can try so hard, you can, but you, you literally can't purchase your way out. No. Because so many of them just make such bad design and fashion choices, and nobody tells them because they're rich enough to get away with it, and people are just like, yeah, sure. No, it's That's a true. good hair color. <laughs> it's now, bad. speaking of Beverly Hills, something came up this week. A name that I had never heard before, and we're in, now it's contra controversy which is nanny k you ever <laughs> remember hearing the fucking name nanny k before does nanny k mean anything i was in tears during the nanny k part <laughs> I was like, because erica this? jane remembered who nanny k was and kyle who was known lvp forever was just like who and then erica kind of went off on on kyle in the yeah. testimonial she's like if you listen you'll know her nanny k and it's like mm-hmm. all right erica oh yeah erica Ooh, gets yeah. her little jabs in Ooh. erica's testimonials are very very interesting piercing Again, more text and then she's always doing some interesting avant-garde looks yeah um the ponytail one the queen of the night oh like just she's serving looks and it's just very interesting but yeah she was that was some subtle but not subtle shade when she was saying mm-hmm. that about Kyle and then Kyle was basically so unapologetic like yeah no I don't remember your grandmother's name and and I think I think LVP made a thing about it because she's still sensitive about pink dog and oh, Pikachu she is. I can't even say I'm like pink all dog. these people like and then pink- they flashed a schnooky or schnookums who's or gig- and Giggy, like yeah. we were starting to see the ages of uh, like the producers on this show are hilarious. <laughs> they started to show the ages of all the dogs to sort of give us a timetable. I, I was like, the clock like, is ticking on us. all these little there motherfuckers. There may be some more deaths this season. <laughs> brace ourselves. I'm like, Get but a there were animals that I'd never seen before. That they're all of a sudden these are recurring players. I yes, seen and I didn't these. realize that Pink Dog was named Pink Dog because I would have had some opinions about that because before we this. never knew Pink Dog, and now we're supposed to take it on and I mourn. saw Pink Dog before because it was pink and so I remembered that okay. but, but I, in passing it's not like it's Jiggy correct no, Jiggy it, yes we know Jiggy and when they tried to show the nice shot of Pink Dog like the R.I.P. it was just him like scuttling around in the background it was kind of blurry <laughs> yes I was like they didn't have a lot and why do the why do Ken and Lisa take their dogs everywhere unclear oh can we talk about the movie premiere for oh. the Los Angeles Awareness Film smattering yes. of audience not a I was full surprised house. so I was I, they do have actually a lot of premieres at that Regal, but it was just really funny to see how empty the audience was and the poor cameraman kept trying not to go like above the fourth <laughs> row <laughs> so we wouldn't see this like, it's like vast empty preg- space. Pregnant actresses put tape on their bellies because they don't want people to know they're pregnant. So mm-hmm. if the camera dips, it's like, can't use it. And yep. that's what that cameraman was trying to do. Oh yeah, for sure. For and I sure. I think the movie, you know, there, of course the, these atrocities need to be seen, but I feel like this was inexperienced filmmakers who were just like, throw it all up there. Absolutely. People looked stricken. Horrified. They did, and the way everyone was just crying, and you'll notice in every season, um, there's always a moment where they try to show that these are humans mm-hmm. and, and that are capable of empathy. Oh yeah, and emotions. and 
um, it, they always, they go to an extreme. It's always like a, a domestic abuse charity gala mm. where everyone's dressed oh, up, like- and one of the women goes and shares a sad, a sad and. And a necessary story. I do think these stories are important. And then all of the women like have this moment, this very brief moment of humanity where they're like, yes, this is sad. It was like when this, Kenya this produced is... that video. Yes. And they were exactly. all like white tees. Exactly. And then Sheree walks in and she's still like, she got in a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still like. The moments don't last long. I know, no, no, no. Because everyone don't. was like all about this. And Sheree's like, like, my neck. <laughs> <laughs> And then everyone was like, oh, Sheree. Oh, my God, I'm going to hell. That was tough timing. (laughs) I was very sad. Let me say, I love Sheree. Sheree is one of my favorite people. She by Sheree. She by Sheree. Chateau Sheree. You stood by Sheree. Can you believe they were still discussing Chateau Sheree in the... (laughs) I read about it. I mean, I read the recap, (laughs) even though I haven't seen it yet. Of the most recent reunion. Like, oh. oh my god. And then Sheree was talking so much shit for a woman who does not know when her incarcerated man is getting out it's of jail. It's insane how she can Like, be so- I'm gonna make him a man cave. I mean, for like 2040? Like what? <laughs> it's unclear. And she's already planning their destination wedding. <laughs> yes, but he can't get a passport because he's no. a convict. Well, and so, every time like, they what's share, the destination? Every time they share any moment, like in the preview for the next one, he's like, listen, I think I want to be with you forever. And it's like, your call is up. <laughs> Every time, and like, also, I think, like, you're not yeah. sure, brother. You're in, like, your options are well, limited. But I also felt like, you know, she doesn't get to talk to him a lot. I assume he's in prison, their time is limited. And then she was like, Well, we had shrimp for dinner. Like, when she was going through what she, she ate went to all her seafood, night, and it was like, Your was call like, is done. Yeah. I was like, Maybe mm. we want to talk about more important things that have happened. It's just heartbreaking. I mean, I'm happy for her and that she's found love, but they've not spent a single moment together in face space. And but Sheree so, is so guarded. Part of curious. me thinks this is the right step for her. Yes. I mean, she's been through it with Bob. Exactly. And Post Bob. And, you know, with last season and the sort of attempt at reconciliation, which I thought was a bizarre storyline. And I thought it sent a dangerous message to women, like take back the abusive fuck that hurt you. And before we knew that, they were playing him like a clown. Like, yes. Like, and they were trying to make him guy. seem like a good guy. I was like, Maybe and then they revealed it late in the yes. season. And I was just like, what are we doing here? Why did you make us kind a, of like, like care likeable. and invest yeah. in it? Yeah. It was, I thought that was just some dangerous show making right there. And, I was really glad for her that she was then able to sort of recapture the narrative and just say, no, this man actually hurt me very badly and I'm not going to reconcile with him. And I think she's picking something. I agree with you, actually. I think that she's picking something safe. He can't hurt her. No. He needs her because he needs emotional connection and she needs him because she needs emotional connection, but she doesn't have to do any of the real messy work of relationships, of like being together and negotiating the various things that we negotiate in our relationships. It's so they can just kind of fantasize about their destination yes, wedding to, yeah. and about his man cave. And, the, and his man cave and all of the sex that they're going to have. They can talk about it because they don't even have a release date. So it's a never-ending story. <laughs> so t- now, did Nini have relationship with him? Does anyone think? No. I don't no. mean relationship. I think Nini's been in the game for a long time, and I think Hustler's no Hustler's. Ooh. <laughs> I like wow. that. What, what are your thoughts on Nini? I like Nini. I think she steps in it quite a lot. Mm. I think that I would say so last week. (laughs) Yeah. I think she tokenizes gay people in ways that make me uncomfortable, but I think all of those women do it. And like, here's my gay. And like, they're not your, it's not like you, here's your pocketbook, but that's actually a human being who is gay, but he's not your gay and he's not an accessory, but they all do it. And actually when I say they all, I mean all of the housewives across all of the franchises. And it's weird because Bravo is run by a gay man. 
And well, so he has called. Andy odd. has called them out on that on on reunion or watch what happens yeah. live. Mm-hmm. He has said like we are. I am not an accessory, and yes, he but has- the thing is, I, I and I like Andy Cohen, oh, yeah. but he says that, but then continues to promote and produce these TV shows that do the very thing that he's calling them out on and making a fortune while doing so, and so it's hard to take him seriously because he doesn't suggest to the producers of the various franchises to give gay people a better edit. And an edit that shows them with depth as more than the Kiki friend or the party Well, they the certainly tried planner. to show Bob with depth. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because In they a way see that even with the women. heterosexual men as human. And they see gay men as accessories. Mm. And it's just, there's so much that's problematic with these franchises. And that, I think, is one of the key things. And so whenever Nini says something that is homophobic or transphobic, and I don't think she is doing it in with bad intentions. I think mm-hmm. it's genuinely from ignorance. Um, it, it's frustrating. But I think she's been through a lot. I think she's a survivor. I think she's hilarious. Do you think she loves Greg? Yes. And do you think Greg is dying? <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's not, followed by a laugh. He looks unwell this season. He does look unwell. I do think he's sick. I think yeah. he has some sort of heart issues. I love, I love Greg. Greg. I, I mean, the life expectancy Greg. for black men is not great. And... <laughs> He's getting older. He's older than Nini. Um, but I do think there's genuine love between them. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And but I wish he wouldn't have he's... like, he's like ill in bed and she's like, let's have a white party. And I was yep. like, Nini, no, like, he's ill. Like, if by white alone. party you mean you put on a nurse's outfit and nurse him, <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's like, I'm... let the man live. But I think she, I, 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 when I, the, when I saw that episode, I was like, huh. But then I also think she was just trying to like keep things normal for yeah, him. Keep and things light. I think she was worried. I do think that they love each other. And to, by keeping things normal, it's putting herself first. And it yes. would be weird if she wasn't. It, correct. She's a, a self selfish person. I love and Nini, Greg likes that. All. I, I at least she entertains me. Oh. She's very entertaining, which she's can't be said so for all of funny. them. Funny, yeah. like. She, you know, I know she's not a professional stand up, even though she is being paid as one recently. Yes, she is. But no one is has better quips than her. No. She's just sharp yeah. and she's smart. I, I do think she's genuinely smart, which I appreciate. And Phaedra always really would make me now. This is before, of course. Phaedra, 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 two faced Phaedra. Mm-mm-mm. You didn't like her. Did you like her at one time? I don't dislike her. I just see her for who she's edited to be. Be. Did you always see that? Or yeah, I did. You even did. with the well, mortuary because, business and yes, because I distrust, I distrust that southern that that excessive southern charm. Uh-huh. Like I'm a lady, and then she wears like a, a see through bodysuit. Like we must understand the term lady differently. Uh-huh. I don't judge it, but I just think maybe words have meaning, and sometimes people use words and don't know what the meaning. Yeah, her bathing of those suits were always spectacular. Yes, they were. <laughs> I, I think she's fabulous. Yeah, but, but it was. I shocking. just I don't understand the pretense. And then she's oh again she's there's two sides to her. Like I'm gonna go meet with um, this congresswoman and do this important work, which is great. And then or the camp. Yes, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna talk some shit. Yeah. And create some real trouble. And not just talk some shit. Create something that is an assassination of character Correct. and so Ooh. dangerous to yeah. put out that, that is shocking. Yes. Because Candy is a real talent and a real businesswoman. Yes. Has a real career. With a real career. The <laughs> only person in the franchise who has an actual talent. Yeah. And yes. more houses than anyone. Some of them right next to each other. Yes. And and I think the women resent Candy for that. 100%. Because okay. escape was a real thing. 
and then the little resurgence and she can sing and and a songwriter prolific yeah, she's songwriter. actually a better songwriter she don't than want singer. no scrubs no. not one not one not nope. a one nope nope Mm-mm. and so uh, it's a lot and, and her restaurant's doing very well i've been to it it's delicious i believe it i really her april and i went this summer and i had a delicious mama joyce has jumped the shark <laughs> oh, <laughs> joyce. but i love how shady mama joyce is oh and i respect older people who have no fucks left to give none who are just like i'm gonna do me okay why does Mama Joyce like Portia? She's like, she's like, I'm gonna hang that one on Phaedra. She has a soft no. I think spot she for likes Portia. Portia because Portia's a blank canvas onto whom you can project whatever. There's nothing. Wow. There's no there there, and so you can wow. decide that Portia maybe. My, fr- I, my, I, my a friend of mine said because I put a lot on Portia. Yeah. yeah, a friend of mine said the most. I thought. Uh, astute thing about Porsche that I've ever heard she said on this podcast my friend Joey said what about what Roxanne just said oh, no that as well I'm saying another astute thing thank you <laughs> sorry Roxanne no disrespect I, I didn't take any <laughs> um, disrespect there but Another thing she said was that I believe that when Portia closes her eyes, she thinks the world is over. And then when she <laughs> opens her eyes, it starts again. Like she doesn't have any perspective outside herself. Like when she that's, shuts down. I think that's very accurate. And it's it, it, she's very interesting to me. And again, I also think she's one of those women who's had dealt with some very hard things. Her marriage to Cordell? Yes. Cordell. Was a difficult one. And I, I think Cordell was abusive in some really pernicious ways and so I I give her also a lot of leeway because of that because Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot to overcome and I do think she too is guarded and perhaps keeping some of whatever depth may be there (laughs) like (laughs) to herself Mm -hmm. mm, not a lot she doesn't seem terribly bright she just doesn't seem terribly funny and I always feel like if someone is funny they have to have intelligence she's funny and she's charming Mm -hmm. I mean she's innocuous there's nothing you know she's not too harmful what about Kenya what do you think of Kenya oh Kenya see I like Kenya and I'm just gonna put that out there (laughs) I I don't dislike Kenya I just but I I have a lot of empathy I mean one of the things that the show does I think is show the challenges that black women of a certain age face when it comes to looking for and finding companionship Mm. and Kenya is thirsty as the kids would say and she has a little Sheena Marie in her in terms of oh she absolutely does absolutely she is like Kenya Sheena Marie Shea whatever Kenya's last more. name is. More. Thank you. Kenya more. More hair care. Even <coughs> on this week's episode, it was all over the place. More, more hair manner. care. Yes. More she was helping women that have been in abusive relationships mm-hmm. and everyone was wearing a Kenya more hair care t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that, that would help me. What can provide more help? I mean, I think a t-shirt goes a very long yeah, way in Kenya helping women care. overcome their struggles. You know, Kenya is just too thirsty. And... But that's okay. I, I don't, I think we're all, I think we all have things that we're desperate for. I, I just thought it, the whole husband thing was weird this season. Like, I'm not going to show you Mark. He was on this week's episode. He finally yes. appeared. He has a nose ring, mm-hmm. which is very interesting for a, for a grown ass man. For a grown like, man and a grown ass businessman. Mm-hmm. Sir, I find what? him attractive. He's very yes, attractive. He is attractive. He is. He's very, he's good looking, pretty if you will. Like he's got, a, but the nose ring was shot. Like, I don't know what it said. It was just sort of shocking to me in a way that like, it was unexpected. I would not have pegged her to be with a man with a nose ring. Yeah. I, she gives like more of a, a brawny, a brawny, unpierced yeah. vibe, at least above the neck. See what I feel with, this happened with Vicky on OC and it's happened with Kenya, which is like, they want this love so badly. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to them, 
the man is like making them choose like you want to be famous or you want to be with me and it's literally splitting them the it's like Sophie's choice yes. for these women and it's a very difficult choice I, and I think we see this with a lot of the franchises and a lot of the women the fame well the pseudo fame that comes with being uh, on a reality show like this is is very attractive and you get to go and do appearances here and there and people recognize you and the bravo money is not you know, NBC money, but it's, well, it is NBC money. That was a terrible <laughs> But NBC example. Universal money, yes. not NBC. <laughs> it's not like the network, it's not main cable network money, money yeah. but it, yes, it's cable money. And I, I think that it's very addictive. And that's why, for example, Kim Zolciak came back. Yeah. Uh, the paycheck is good. And Croy's unemployed yes he is and will i mean he's never gonna get back in the nfl and will remain so yes it, he, it's is a he, permanent is condition. he even commentating no no no, no, one's no, no one's called for that he's not smart enough no. to commentate he's driving kim everywhere and yes, waiting he for is her and he's a lot. very good driver he's a very good driver and he's a very good maker of children yes, yes. oh they have so many i I've mean count She's like 97 and still having children. More power to her. More Crazy. power to her and her womb. It is very impressive. Why do they? I mean, they must love kids. They do, but there's not. I, I worry about their for finances. this reunion to see Nini and Kim. That's mm-hmm. an old school. Mm-hmm. That's like. That's like from season that's one. That's ancient. Yes. yes. Also, speaking of Kim, why her lips? They look insane, and she will not admit to having them done. She has said. On TV that she got pregnant and then her lips just got bigger from pregnancy. Now, as two women that have been pregnant, yes. they do get a little bigger. And Beyonce had said the same thing. And I, the hers seemed real. Kim's are... Yeah, Beyonce seemed real. Kim's look artificial. They, look they have insane. the look of someone who's had fillers and, and Brielle? injections. How's Brielle getting these lips? Exactly. They go to the same doctor. That's how. And they're trying to make Ariana in their image. Uh, yes. Oh, it's Poor so sad. Ariana. Poor Ariana. And they're trying so hard She's to make... She's the only one with a chance. They're trying so hard to make Brielle something. But, like, Brielle is the child of a reality star participant. Like, I mean, it's just... Yeah, there's no Bella reserve. Hadid in, in, no. in her. No. Oh, no. Oh, speaking of. I don't of, even think Bella Hadid's a thing. No. She, Bella's trying hard to be Gigi. I know. And um, what's her Anwa? name? Lisa oh, Rinna's kids are oh. trying hard to be <laughs> Bella and Gigi. And Lisa's it's trying so hard to be Yolanda. Yes, she is. That whole little sub-thread this season has been divine. Oh, I know. Like the little, oh, she's walking in a Tommy Hilfiger show. And I'm just like, girl, nobody wears Tommy Hilfiger But anymore. then there's Camille. Right? Like, what is well, happening? Well, yeah, then we go even lower, which is Camille and her daughter walking in that show. Yeah. No one had Mason. ever heard of. That was tough. I like Camille. I know. I know. I like Camille. Because, and you had judgment over my Dorit? Well, yes, because Camille is a classy lady. Interesting. Wow. Is it, but the thing I like about Camille is she's just like so above it all this season. She's just like, I don't have to get in the fray. I just get to sort of sit on the mountaintop and offer my judgments and have this sort of classic. And I was married to Frazier. Yeah. There's that Frazier money. <laughs> that, oh, that Frazier money that is real Frasier good. That Frazier money is good. It's so good. Now, here's my thing about Camille is we constantly seeing, we, we saw a little more of Camille this season, but I feel like all we Camille is good for lately is like an entrance of like, Camille's mm-hmm. here. And then we don't see her. Oh, and offering comment on Dorit and Dorit's never ending talking. Yes. Yes. And also this week it was great when Lisa was still talking so much about um, Dorit's tardiness. Yes. Which is offensive. It is. But, but then Very on, offensive. But then on Atlanta, uh, Kim. Candy waited for two, two hours. hours. And it was Kim. no big thing. No, that's because she was being paid and she had something. She had probably had thoughts in her mind and her phone to occupy herself. Candy waited two hours. 
just that's crazy. And then when Kim came, I don't like, like to hey. wait fifteen minutes. Me neither. Though I will say, when I've had to interview celebrities, you wait as long as you wait. Madonna showed up ninety minutes late. But she's Madonna, not Kim Zolciak. That, I mean, right? Like, it is a matter of scale. I the mean, most I'll famous wait for woman musician in the history yeah. of time, or of Kim famous- Zolciak, who tardy for the party exactly well i guess yeah that is her song she does have she's a true to career. her it, yeah now, she speaking does of famous female oh my god you're singers. right i just see where you went there she is tardy for the party well i'm gonna go one step further which okay. is that you've tweeted very actively about a controversial topic that's yes. in the news which i'm putting in quotes in the fake news right now which is about who bit beyonce <laughs> <laughs> what Gwyneth do you think paltrow <laughs> you think it was Gwyneth Yes. No, no, no. Miss Goop Absolutely. herself. Uh, that's a Goop thing, and the reason I that's think it, I actually, it, thank you. It's the best guess, and I actually have a really good sort of evidence to support my okay, claim. Okay, let's hear it. I saw this video, like this. It wasn't TMZ, <laughs> but it was like on Twitter of Gwyneth backstage, and I think she was with Kim Kardashian while Jay Z. And Kanye were performing N Words in Paris. And Gwyneth was singing along. Oh. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Interesting. And I've never forgotten that little, it was like a 30 second clip. And she was just like really into it. And I was yeah. like, girl, don't you do it. Don't she you do did it. it. She did it. And I, I've been on Twitter a long time. So <laughs> I'm just any sort of detritus that just flows into the dregs of Twitter, I'm right there to catch it. <laughs> So that's like, for me, it's a very easy jump from that to biting Beyonce, like that sort of unnecessary and inappropriate familiarity. I'll say she just interviewed Oprah for her podcast Mm -hmm. and I felt there was too much familiarity and I almost rarely do I see because maybe it's because Oprah normally is inviting people on her show Mm -hmm. for Super Soul Sunday, but I felt a wall between her and Oprah where Oprah was kind of like, you'll come here, but you're not going to come here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I think Gwyneth thinks of herself as the white Oprah. With the goop. Really? Okay. Yes, with the goop empire. Yeah. And I'm going to like give you all these these bullshit sort of sketchy medical projects, oh. products to improve your life. Steaming your vagina. I mean, it's just like profoundly unhealthy stuff. Yeah. And stuff that no one should ever, ever use yeah, or your try. Your vagina self-steams. It's yes, good. It's all fine. <laughs> it's just steaming. let it just let nature just steam it all out. Yeah, it's just, all steamed already. Mm, it's, it's nice to go. And steamy. It does nice not steamy. need anything else. It yeah. is a self-contained organism. You don't need to pop it in the microwave. No, nope. it's, it's happy. It doesn't need a pressure cooker. Just let it be. <laughs> just let it be like the song says. And so, you know, I, I, I could see, again, Gwyneth being overly familiar and thinking that she and Oprah are, are, are kind of like peers. Like, nobody's Oprah's peer except Beyonce. Gail. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Gail. Gail, yes, for sure. Yeah. But also Beyonce. Yeah. Wow. That was a Gwyneth guess. That's I didn't a guess. see coming. Oh, really? Who did no. you guys think bit by Beyonce? You thought it was. Sanaa Latham. But that's, that's a tired theory, I'm sure. <sighs> the thing about Sanaa Latham it's an interesting guess. And when I read her response, I thought, hmm, because she said, I didn't bite Beyonce, but if I did, it would be a bite of love. And I was just like, who would? It's like when OJ wrote that book, like, I didn't kill Nicole, but if I did. did. Oh! Exactly. When she said that, I just thought, oh, so it's a possibility? Because every other celebrity that responded was like, oh, no. Yeah. No. Well, on a lighter note, speaking of Vicki Gumbelson, though. Yes. Oh, yes. Now, Brooks has gotten married. Oh yes, Brooks got married to another woman this week, as you called Which him, is, the Dirty John. The Dirty John Brooks. <laughs> dirty Brooks was always very sleazy, though. Yes, oh, yeah. he's like a. He was just like a. What was that character that was like? 
I don't want to say like like foghorn leghorn. He's taken another victim. Yeah. And the poor woman's like smiling so wide in their Instagram. It's Yeah. So that will that that will come to that will not come to a good end, no, I believe. That, I mean, not. let's do a little pool. How long are you giving that marriage? A year. I'm giving it nine Oh, I'm giving it nine months. Nine months. 13 months. Okay. This is on the record. On the because record. Because they, they go, come Dear in editor, and they go keep this part in. <laughs> now, will you just run us through quickly, and we don't want to take much more of your time, just the reality shows, just rattle off some that you're, you're into, because you've oh. said there's an extensive yes. list. Below Deck. Below Deck Mediterranean. <laughs> Apreski. Apreski. The the Real Housewives of Potomac. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The Real Housewives of Atlanta. The Real Housewives of Dallas. Survivor. Oh, yeah. Survivor. Top Chef. uh, Chopped. Beat Bobby Flay. I'm not (laughs) proud. I'm not (laughs) proud. The Bachelor. Um, Really, every show on Bravo. Mm. Um, uh, Love and Hip Hop, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, mm-hmm. Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Wow. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Black Ink Crew, Black Ink Crew oh, Chicago. Yeah, I know Black Ink Crew. <laughs> it's it's I'm... very, very bad. Um, wives and Girlfriends. Oh, Wags. Yes. Basketball <laughs> Wives, Basketball Wives LA. I loved Basketball Wives Me too. LA. Oh <laughs> Me too. There are some nutty ones on that show. Um, Oh, let me think. What Married else? Married to Medicine? Uh, no. Okay. I've seen episodes. If it's on and I'm in a hotel on a business trip, I will watch. Uh-huh. But I don't get you it. You won't look away. I, no, I won't. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> but I just don't get it. I'm yeah. just like, uh, there's again, there's no there there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested in all of those in women. In someone married to medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Dr. Heavenly. And and some of them are in medicine and not yeah, married Yeah, some of them are medicine. doctors yeah. and some of them are... Married to doctors. And it's just, I need something a little more organized. And some of yeah. them show up on Atlanta, I believe. Like one of the doctors has also like been I on think Dr. Atlanta. Heavenly does some crossover. Or it might be the other one, Quan. No. Yeah, do you deal with any of the, do you mess around with any of the sister wives? Oh, well. Have you seen Seeking Sister Wife? Oh, yes. See, again, it doesn't matter. Like whatever the genre, <laughs> okay. I'm there for okay, it. Okay. I used to watch Sister Wives regularly, but okay. Cody's haircut started to upset me. Mm-hmm. I like Mary. You're saying haircut as though he's cut it. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you're right. Hairstyle. Yes, thank you. You're right. Language Sorry to matters. No, I can be corrected. Hairstyle. Um, I, I just it was upsetting, and I like Mary, and I think that Mary's just gotten a bad. I think she married this guy, and I, and then he was like, I would like several wives, and she was just like, and then. I, I, I don't know. And then the to, the fourth wife upsets me. She seems like a nice young woman. Robin. But yes. See, I love Janelle, the blonde. I like Janelle too. Oh, she's interesting blonde. and she's feist there too. Yes. Cody has a type. Until <laughs> until Robin. Robin is atypical. His type was young with yes. Robin. Yes, absolutely. And, and so I just, it's not that interesting. And then I watched an episode a few weeks ago because my mom watches it and then gives me little updates. And then I'm like, oh, let me go check in. And... Um, they were talking about how they're being oppressed as polygamists. Oh, God. And they went on a little march. And they were so passionate. And I was just like, have you guys looked into what's going on in terms of race and homosexuality and uh, trans rights? There's and some real stuff marches like that? going yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
But they and genuinely also one of their daughters this. has come out. Yes, and they support her because they know what it's like to be oppressed because of polygamy. So I think however you get to the promised land is fine. Okay. <laughs> and I was interested in that. Seeking Sister Wife. Yeah. Mm, that's an intriguing show. The couple, the black couple. Well, yes. There's a lot there. A lot, a lot there. to unpack. When he that. basically cheated on his yes! wife and then was like, It was the finest. Oops. Three lines of television. She's like, how was it? Mm-hmm. And then testimonial. She's like, we agreed. We would just, the only thing we wouldn't do is that he wouldn't sleep with anyone until we were completely committed. The next morning he's like, I slept with her. Yeah. <laughs> Reader, I fucked her. Yeah. <laughs> and the wife in testimonial was just like, <laughs> I, uh, I, And then like the one woman, that, the last episode I saw, the woman they were talking to has like five kids. Yes. I, I was just like. What? What? I mean, that's gr- not that the, she has five kids, but that they were like, let's bring this in and like then have eight. Um, when it seemed like ultimately, kind of what they wanted was like a nanny. It, that's what it felt like to me. She just wanted that, someone to yes. take care of the help her take care of the kids, Absolutely. which I get. I do get that, and I think that's why most of the sister wives appreciate each other because when the mean one from the white couple, when she and the husband went away for their anniversary. <laughs> And she Julia left her Louis kids. Dreyfus. Yes. Uh-huh. And then the kids had a little problem. One of the kids had to be rushed to the hospital. And she's like, oh, thank God the backup wives are there. Even I though they hate me. Yes. And that woman is unhinged. Oh, she is unhinged. She doesn't want to be in a plural marriage situation. No. And they're all moving. I, and she's like, can I stay here? I mean, that's unheard yeah. of for a plural marriage. I actually know polyamorous people. I have no problem with it. I don't personally have the capacity for it. I am way too much of a jealous person. But I admire people that can do that and have the patience. Also, don't have time or energy. I literally can only handle one relationship right now because I have too much going on. So I admire people that can do that. But a lot of the women on this show and these shows on TLC don't seem super into it. Mm. And that's upsetting. Yeah. And the women don't have the relationships I think they thought they would have. Correct. A a lot of it feels like bait and switch. I think Mm. it's one thing to go into a relationship. And that's what I like about polyamory is that people are open. Like, I I don't do monogamy. I'm going to want to see multiple people. I encourage you to see multiple people. Um, I appreciate that honesty. Like, say what you want up front. I think any time in a relationship you state what you want up front, anything goes if everyone's consenting and on board. And some of these women seem like they were involved in a bait and switch. And I think that's why the first wives in all of these situations seem a little angry. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, there are other men, there are other mediocre men in the world. <laughs> there's lots, there's a whole world of them. <laughs> I mean, well, and that's a piece of it. That's so upsetting. It's, it's the actual men. <laughs> I have yet to Brad see a Pitt. man on this show that's not mediocre. And I'm not even talking about aesthetically because whatever floats your boat, do you, but just like, Career-wise, personality-wise, they don't seem adept at sex. Uh, but again, in all decor. of these shows, in all the housewives, I've never seen such loser men in my entire... It's shocking. And these are dynamic shocking. women. Love them or hate them. They are dynamic. They are very dynamic. The camera eats them up. And so for them to be mm. with these drips Well, of those men. shows, and I guess Real Housewives is like this, but those shows like The Sister Wives, there is something so, I think... A lot of reality, it's like it's so grotesque in a way that you're like, I'm drawn to it. Of like, what these women? I just are all watch it sharing. and just think, couldn't be me. Yes. I love watching it for but that. But then I'm I like agree. voyeuristically kind of into it. Well, mm-hmm. you even said that in one of your quotes. That's one. 
from Bad Feminist, you mm-hmm. say, if reality TV has any connection to actual reality, it's that women are often called upon to perform their gender, whether through mm. how they present themselves and their sexuality, how they behave, and how they conform or don't to society's expectations of women. Mm-hmm. Wow, preach. Amen. I like that you gave your own, uh, you're like, mm. I did. I was just <laughs> Were you hearing no. it anew? I like that essay. It is. Well, it's, it's amazing. Essay. You know, my essays in Bad Feminist are imperfect, but I'm still proud of them years later. Even though the book was published three years ago, many of those essays are like seven, six or seven years old. And it's when I was first starting out writing nonfiction and I was just trying. And when I reread those essays, I, I'm like, whatever the flaws are, there was still something here. Oh, I'll And say. I really especially with that essay, I, I liked what I had to say about the, the performances that women are expected to give. And it's exhausting. Yeah. And you see women perform these things a lot on reality television. It's like the simulacrum. And it's very interesting to see women performing what they think they should be doing as women. And uh, it, it becomes very distorted at times. And in these situations where we have multiple marriages to to one mediocre man. I can't say that enough. <laughs> um, it just, it's very, it's very tragic. It's very tragic. Yeah. Well, we want to, we will wrap up with you, but I do want to just read a couple more of your quotes that are so wonderful to share with listeners who, may, who may not have, you know, stumbled upon your work. Yes. Yet. I'm sure they, some of them have, but it's, for those have. who haven't, you guys, you have to read some of these brilliant books um we love them and we think you will too this is also bad feminist because i have so many deeply held opinions about gender equality i feel (laughs) a lot of pressure to live up to certain ideals i'm supposed to be a good feminist who's having it all doing it all really though i'm a woman in her 30s struggling to accept herself and her credit score For so long, I told myself I was not this woman, utterly human and flawed. I worked overtime to be anything but this woman, and it was exhausting and unsustainable and even harder than simply embracing who I am. I love that so much. Ah, that's from Bad Feminist, the title essay. It's so unbelievable. Oh, thank you. Like, holding holding that up is, I mean... This is one I I loved, and I'm a writer as well. I just write like sitcoms though, so it's not the same thing. Oh, just sitcoms. No big deal. You know deal. what I mean? Like nothing like... I just write like, sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I no, you're a great This writer, spoke to me know. in such a way, and I, and I think even if you're not a writer, this speaks to you, which is I don't care if my fiction is labeled as women's fiction. I know what my writing is and isn't. Someone else's arbitrary designation can't change that. I don't care if men don't read my books. Don't get me wrong. I want men to read my books. I want everyone to read my books, but I'm not going to desperately pine for readers who aren't interested in what I'm writing. If readers discount certain as un- certain as unworthy of their attention, if readers are going to judge a book by its cover or feel excluded by a certain kind of book because the cover is, say, pink, the failure is with the reader, not the writer. To read narrowly and shallowly is to read from a place of ignorance, and women writers can't fix that ignorance no matter what kind of books we write or how the books are marketed. Oh my God. Wow. Whoever wrote that is, is, is she's unbelievable. Mighty talented. <laughs> okay, we're going to embarrass you with one last quote. Okay. And this is actually, if we could just briefly touch on your work about the body, because mm-hmm. I read uh, Hunger th- this summer. I was in Hawaii. Don't be jealous, everyone. No, and I read it and it was like raining and I, I picked it up and I literally read it in 18 hours. I just, and I have a child. I was like, get over there. I'm <laughs> like, reading Sorry, this. little baby. Sorry, you're good. Wait, do you only have one child? Two. Oh, okay. 
but this is when I had one. Mm-hmm. And I was so unbelievably moved and angered. I really, it brought up rage that I have about how people, you know, perceive women's bodies and what I've gone through. And yet, I don't know. I, I will just briefly share, and I, I don't have any talked about this in the podcast, but I was on Saturday Night Live for two years, and uh, when I was fired, they, I was kind of like... They oh. fired you? Well, yeah. <laughs> You're very funny. God bless you. I, That's horrible. She sure is. Thank you. Fair I mean, lost. I prefer. Not- I am boycotting them for at least <laughs> a week, three weeks. <laughs> I couldn't even boycott them. Six years later, I'm I like, am actually very upset. I'm now. like, what's Kate McKinnon up to? She's so funny. <laughs> I'll tell you. So I, I prefer not ask back, and so I was like, okay, I'm okay with it. But then this someone wrote this news article uh, that said I was fired for being fat. And it was like on the CNN ticker, like actress fired for being fat. And then SNL called me and they said, this isn't true. You must release a statement that that's not why we fired you. Oh, you fired me. I must not release shit. But Wait, I, did they really ask yes, you to release a statement after they to. fired you? I don't have a publicist. I have no one. I'm like, well, I guess I do. And basically what the statement is essentially saying is like, they didn't fire me because I was fat because I wasn't funny. Like it was all just like Monster. so horrifying. If that ever happens again. Just call me. I will. I no, will. I will release a statement. Fuck you. <laughs> I, and I other tried things. to do this like joke statement where I was like, I wasn't fired because I was fat. I was fired because, and this is so sad, I said because I was PHAT. Guys, <laughs> it was all I could come up with in a moment's notice. Please, that's that's not and then I said, can I get a what what? So I was like, I'm not going to make this a serious statement. Right. All this is to say, reading your book, I was that was such a kind of, and I know so many more traumatizing things have happened, but in terms of just the public kind of shaming of like, you know, your body and anyone goes through it. So I just wanted to read a quote. From. Okay. And this is actually from a piece you did on the, at the guard in the guardian. Oh yeah. That was an excerpt of hunger. Go ahead. I guess when you're overweight, people project assumed narratives onto your body and they're not interested in the truth. Fat, much like skin color, is something you cannot hide. No matter how dark the clothing you wear or how diligently you avoid horizontal stripes, you may become very adept at playing the role of wallflower. You may learn how to be the life of the party so that people are too busy laughing at or with you to focus on the elephant in the room. Will you read the last part, Roxanne? Let's get you reading here. Okay. Right, starting regardless. Oh. Regardless of what you do, your body is subject to commentary when you gain weight, lose weight, or maintain your unacceptable weight. People are quick to offer you statistics and information about the dangers of obesity, as if you are not only fat, but also delusional about the realities of your body. This commentary is often couched as concern. They forget that you are a person. You are your body, nothing more, and your body should damn well become less. Wow. Look, do I have to comment on the fact that we have a podcast in which we discuss <laughs> women? Yeah. <laughs> we do. We That's sure no. do. We sure do. But it's but. so funny. I actually think the housewives, to what your point about like women trying to, we're all trying to carry something that maybe we're not. Mm-hmm. There is something very refreshing about the housewives. They're fucking living out loud. Yeah. They are. And I mean, I think it's a performance. Yes. It's a loud performance, but... I'd rather see loud women, though. Honestly. Oh, absolutely. The thing I like, mm. one of the many things I like, and, you know, people don't take the housewives seriously and it's trash television, blah, 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 and it is. But it's also one of the few genres where women can be open and loud and messy and are rewarded for it. When normally women are supposed to be dainty and polite and demure. These are women where the youngest woman is 
42. That's another yes. thing that doesn't get talked about enough. Even though they are medically enhanced, mm-hmm. which I do not judge. I would, I would do, if I had that kind of looks, I would do whatever it takes to preserve it because I understand that beauty is currency. Um, but they are older women and the New York women are practically geriatric. <laughs> and, and that's a compliment. Yes, yes. That's actually a compliment. And I'm following their every move. Every Absolutely. Move. Oh my God. And, and yeah, we haven't even gotten into the skinny girl alcohol. Alcohol. But I love how there's no I alcohol. like how no, no. they're not supposed they're not likable. You know, as writers uh, who write t- television, we're like this character needs to be likable. Why do we like this person? I don't want to have yeah. to like. I'm someone. writing a pilot right now, and I'm just uh, like, what's what well, the note was? Um, how can we make her relatable? And I'm exactly. like, that's not the goal. And the fact that she's not is why she's relatable. Like, I don't relate to any of the housewives, but I, I only relate I to when them. women. I don't need to relate to them at no, all. And you know. Do people? But it's fascinating to like, watch, and and it's interesting the leeway that men get to, for being unlikable and relatable. Oh, I can totally relate to Tony Soprano or Walter White. No, you can't. <laughs> really? Can you? Are you going Don to Draper. commit murder? Because <laughs> yeah. he's handsome. Yeah, so handsome. I'm like, who cares what he's doing? And like, women are always expected to be relatable, and these women are super unrelatable. The Housewives of New Jersey, come on, they're all just. Very kooky and very out there and Horrors. very gaudy. And they dress in interesting and unique ways. Cos- they're in costumes. Like, Absolutely. They live in costume. And they're profoundly acquired tastes. And it's just deeply disturbing. Hi. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I get recognized in my building. Oh, I believe it. And it's I funny. Today it. I ordered Postmates and the Postmate driver was, I like like I love your work and I was like, "Oh my god, and now you know what I'm having for lunch." <laughs> um, great. Anyway, I agree. I, it's great to see older women and I the only thing I wish that the shows did was body diversity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that. Uh, we we mentioned it before. Oh. There's literally Never been. Nope, not one. Mm-mm. So funny. Well, I don't want to call someone out. Real Housewives of London. Oh, you mean um, Ladies of London? Ladies of London. Ladies of London. Oh, I yeah. love Ladies of London. And also Real Housewives of Melbourne, which I watched in we Australia. We heard that you've been quoting, and people have been telling us to watch that. I always thought that the foreign housewives were like under a different banner. I always call them airport KFC. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, mm-hmm. like there's the regular KFC is delicious. And then you go to the airport. Yeah, it's like it's just, just a different. little different. It's just different. Like but you're saying maybe they use different chicken. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So that's <laughs> what I was like. Is that what Melbourne is? Yeah, absolutely. Airport KFC. Absolutely. Um, Okay, that girl keeps walking back and forth. Okay, I'll give her whatever she Maybe wants. Maybe she knows me. <laughs> she, you know what? She actually probably does. No, you were on Saturday Night Live. Uh, well, two but, seasons. Yeah, um, season and a half. Where are we? Oh, like Portia seems to be the only woman who's a little rounder on The Real Housewives. And she's even very petite. Well, I was going to say Portia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who were you going to say? Well, no one. Yeah, no I one. mean, that's the thing. You literally can't pick one Mm-mm. out. And so I would just love to see, I don't want to say normal, because I think whatever body a woman is in <sighs> is normal. Although part of me's like, do I want to see that in the same way when... Uh, Ira? Ira. Oh, he said... <laughs> I love him. <laughs> he said, why I don't want to see Oprah run is because I don't need to see Oprah drag through that muck and mire, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't want that for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, she's given us enough, and now we don't need to take her legacy where it yes. will have to go based on the political Especially given right who now. she'd be running against. Exactly. I agree, yeah. And part of me is like, oh God, would I want to see a woman <laughs> like go on there? And, well, yeah. that's one of the but reasons I don't do TV as much as I should. It's so difficult to do TV as a fat woman. It's 
like the most painful experiences I've had in my career have been because of TV and not because of the hosts. They're generally wonderful, but people, and actually the meanest commenters watch PBS. Really? Yes. And that's why I don't go on PBS anymore for their new show. Yes. It's shocking. I have, in fact, I have a, there's a TV show that's going to be profiling me on PBS and I'm dreading it. One woman emailed me and said, you should let someone else do your makeup because they fucked up your face. And I wasn't wearing any makeup. Why do they say that? I mean, again, it was, we don't I, I need cried to hear for it. Like three hours. That's what I say. It's like, I say what you like, want about me. Don't, so hurtful. don't say don't it to, say my it to me. She emailed me and she thought she was like giving they me a helpful too. tip as if I don't have mirrors. And I, sometimes it, gets a, it comes and goes, but sometimes I get these darker patches on my face. It's actually a symptom of PCOS, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I, I was just like... It, it's just my face. Mm. And and, and the, so it's really hard. And I can't imagine what a larger woman would have to deal with. I agree. Like, ooh, it's it not safe. It would just be so cheap and easy when mm-hmm. these women are in these blind rages with their oh. rampant alcoholism. Anytime I see, like, a slightly bigger woman on reality TV, I always cringe. And I always cringe when people are mean to me because I always think that's going to be the first insult because it's the easiest and that's most accessible. That's what I mean. It'll be the first thing out of yep. their mouth. And oh, I'm like, God. I don't know I if I want see, that for like, anyone. Especially like those New York housewives. Oh, I could see them going real dirty. I don't think the Atlanta housewives would get into it as much. And if they did it, I don't think they would be like malicious. I don't no. know why. It would just <laughs> no, be like, I know. girl, get your fat ass out of my face. Yeah. And they would be moving on. But I think in most of the other franchises, those women would be cutting. I th- and I don't think the Beverly Hills women would do it. Because one thing about They've LA. They've had a woman with no leg, but not a woman who yeah, is right? bigger. <laughs> so true. It's true, though. It's that true. was And that was actually a step in a good direction. Yeah. And then she was, she's not there anymore. Well, that's because she threw the leg, and it was felt very false to yeah. to falsely throw your leg in a way. Yes, that I, I have yet to meet someone who would throw their prosthetic like that. Yeah, it fe- and it rang. It rang fake yes it rang it was like, it was, oh, I thought it was amazing you yeah. really are trying to get some extra camera time yeah. I mean, and actually the people that don't last on the show are the the people that do desperate things for camera time mm-hmm. and Portia I mean not Portia I didn't mean Portia I meant Phaedra Phaedra, Phaedra. Mm-hmm. Phaedra is the one who's I think is a little rounder not Portia Portia's a, a yeah very I was like thin, oh, I yeah Portia's. no Portia's a very thin one I meant Phaedra I was like I guess um, we're all freaking frack I confused frack them frack yeah but mm-hmm. yeah it's just interesting this it's just there's so much. Like, I don't know why people don't take these shows seriously. Well, we do. Everything is what are they missing? <laughs> Obviously. They're missing so They're missing much. missing a lot. Roxanne Gay, thank you so much this for been... doing this podcast. This was a Twitter connection, and I thank our fans for Well, thank you. This has been delightful. I would do this again, just FYI. Oh. If you would ever like me to come on again. Please. But don't, don't tempt us. I'm not tempting you. I'm genuine. And anyone who knows me will tell you I do not ask for interviews or podcasts because I get too many requests. I would do this again in a minute. Oh, you're so sweet. It's delightful. I love talking about reality television. And people always ask me like super deep, profound questions that make me have to hurt my head. And I'm just like... Guys, can't we just talk about normal stuff? Yeah. I'm not as smart as you. No, I am as smart as you think you, I am, but I don't want to talk about these things. Yeah. You said a couple things. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> but for, for our listeners, please get Roxanne Gay's books. Yes. They oh, are please do. incredible. Start with bad feminists. Finish with hunger. It's yes. so unbelievable. And Difficult women. And you're also women. funny as And hell. Untamed State. 
I am very funny. Yes, you're and hilarious. You're t- a lot of also times people Twitter. ask me when I'm going to do stand-up, and I'm like, when people are less fucking mean about fatness, that's the fuck when I'm going to do stand-up. Have you been to stand-up? Yeah, if anything would be worse than reality I, television. Well, it would be a nightmare. Oh, uh, well, I mean, if Needy can't take it, what are the rest of us supposed to do? Yeah. Oh, stand I have a, a, a good friend of mine, it, well, a new friend of mine who I like very much and I hope is someday a good friend. Amy Silverberg is a, a comedian and a writer. And we, I went to one of her shows once and she was great. Uh, but one of the artists, the last guy, he was very, very bad. And he started getting heckled and deservedly so. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, ooh, couldn't be me. Th- that's painful. It's brutal. And he just got very angry and was attacking. And so we all like everyone, <laughs> I would say, Three quarters of the audience just walked out of the show. It was oh. hilarious. It was at a place called Sal's and in the back room. And it was just very interesting. And so I would I'm have been the last man standing, clapping. I just, <laughs> yeah. I do feel too deeply that type of thing. And, and I will end this on this note. If you feel anything about this interview, anything, don't you dare tag us in it. And don't you dare tag anyone that you heard about on this interview. Oh, good one. No better. Yeah. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Roxanne. Thank you, Thank Roxanne. Thank you, guys. It's been a real pleasure. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.